It's time for a new adventure. Welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Business. This is our last episode for season two. We have a special guest today, which we'll introduce in just a second. This is your co-host, Amy Zander, and I'm here with the beautiful Lisa Fisher. How are you doing, Lisa? I'm doing great, Amy. I'm really excited. Uh, I know this will air, but today is the Athena Luncheon and looking forward to celebrating the Woman of the Year in addition to the PowerLink recipient for 2024. So if you're not familiar with Athena listeners and you're a female-owned business, check it out. Yeah, I'm going to be there too. So I get to see you twice in one day. That's exciting. I've been doing a couple of fun things. I was just yesterday, I was at the Shoes Lansing Holiday Showcase. That's you know, They changed their name from the Visitors and Convention Bureau. Not sure I got that in the right order, but now it's Shoes Lansing. And they had a beautiful showcase. It was so cool. The theme was the Grinch. So all the different booths had lots of Grinch things and people were dressed up in Grinch costumes. It was, it was so much fun. I went with a client of mine who invited me to be part of her booth. So that was fun. And then I volunteered last Saturday at Waverly High School for the robotics tournament that they had there, which a previous guest that we've had on the show, Brittany Parks, she um, and her husband run that thing. That was so cool. I got to talk to like third and fourth graders about their robots. It was just amazing and so heartwarming. And I love the team names that they came up with. Like I remember when my kids were that little and like where their headspace was and they're thinking like my favorite team <laughs> name was Lightning Wolves. <laughs> I could just see the little group, you know, agreeing on the lightning wolves situation, but that was really fun. And there's a lot of future engineers in that room. That was so, they're so creative. So that was fun. And then tonight, which I know will be passed by the time this airs, I'm going to be at the Suits in the City gala that's at the Lansing Art Gallery. I'm being a a bartender for an hour. I'm like, I probably handle that. So that will be fun. What do you, what have you been up to? So I got to attend a ribbon cutting for playing Picasso, painting your own pottery. So lots of fun things to do in the community. And, you know, I could, we could go on forever about all the amazing things there are to do. So like Mayor Shore said last time he was on, if you think there's nothing to do in this town, you're sadly mistaken. We need to go out and find many of those great events and great things that are happening in this community. And I love that you mentioned the robotics because I know. I'm super excited about our speaker today and she does a lot of work with STEM. And one of the things that I want to do is just introduce her and let her tell her story. So welcome, Michelle Massey. I'm going to read a little bit of your introduction, right? So Michelle with M Squared Speaks brings a wealth of experience spanning 25 years in the technology industry. She offers a dynamic keynote speeches tailored to various audiences from students and nonprofits to women groups and beyond. As a panelist, she brings valuable perspectives to discussions on technology, leadership, and community engagement. Michelle, welcome to our final episode of Adventures in Business for our second season. How are you? I am doing great. And thank you so much for the invitation. I'm so excited to be here. Tell us all about you. Tell us about your M Squared Speaks and how you came to be this dynamic speaker. My history is a little bit unique. I'll just start off by saying I am a military child 
And one of the things that you have to learn is to bloom where you're planted, which is one of my, my mantras. So as I started just my life journey, I left my family in Italy when my dad was stationed to come to MSU to go to school. And there's nothing like being thrust into a unique environment to sort of help you develop who you are and what you want to be and and what you want to be in the community that you live and work in. And one of the ways that I have found for, for really survival is to really get engaged with the community that you're in. So for my first 15 years or so in the Lansing community, it was really about getting to know the community, getting to know the really the nitty gritty hands-on people that get the work done in this community. And from there, I found that I had a story to tell. I had things to share with women. I had things to share with students and how to become that individual that can not only be fulfilled once you really know who you you are, but also to take that and give back to the community at large. And once I realized I had a message to deliver, it was like keeping a lid on a boiling pot. I just wanted to get out there and share my experiences because I believe life is sort of like a buffet. You will see things that you want to eat up. Then you're going to see things that are like, okay, maybe I'll give it a try. And then there are things that are just like, no way. And that's what I want it to be for this community. It's not that everyone has to agree or everyone has to see the world the way that I do. But if I can give them one thing off of that buffet that they're like, oh my gosh, that was something that I can really devour. Then I feel like, that what I am attempting to do has been done. Excellent. That was an amazing wrap up of what you do. So what what do you spend the majority of your time working on these days? The majority of my time, I really work on speaking to students and to youth. And it's really right now, the way that the atmosphere is, I have found that talking about being your authentic self in leadership is something that is really resonating right now because authenticity doesn't mean that you don't have a filter. (laughs) Authenticity means that you take your thoughts and you really have your audience in mind when you're delivering that message. And when I say audience, I don't necessarily mean hundreds of people. It can be one-on-one, it can be two-on-one, but to be able to have a, a, a valid and realistic conversation with someone, it's just not about spewing what you think. The other part of that is leadership is something that isn't a title that's bestowed upon you. You are a leader from the get-go. How are the leaders found and developed? It's not once they get into a position. It's how they conduct themselves when no one's watching. And that is what I am trying to get across to students. And I mean, college students, high school students, is that You are a leader now. Before anybody recognizes it, you recognize it in yourself and you conduct yourself in the way that you would if someone had bestowed that title upon you. And that is where the gems in our society are found. 
It is not necessarily the people who are the loudest. It's not necessarily the people that have the most visibility, but it's those people that go about quietly day after day after day, making that little drop into a pond that has that ripple that goes out. Because sometimes, especially now after the pandemic, people feel lonely. They don't feel seen. And you don't have to be seen to make an impact. You just have to do what you do, do it well. And when you do it well, over time, that recognition will be there. Because if you don't have the right motivation, if you don't have the right motives, then it's going to be false and short term anyway. So understanding what your authentic self is and doing those things is really what's going to get them far. I agree. What you were saying, I agree with all that, especially because I have teenagers. But I was thinking that um, one of my favorite quotes and something that I say to my kids all the time is, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Right. So if they want to like cut corners or get me late to work or whatever, you know, I'm like, remember, you're setting a standard for yourself, (laughs) which we can all not just for kids, for everybody. Right. 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 It's really a message for everyone. Right. But it seems to resonate right now more with 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 youth. And I'm finding that more with with women and women in leadership right now, it's really about how to take the, this world that we're existing in and how do we take our strengths, which have all, always been more in that communication, getting that message across. But now things are more hybrid. Things are more async. So how do we take who we are and still be those powerful women leaders? So workplace communications is, is extremely important right now and how to leverage the tools that are available to us in order to be able to still be impactful and powerful in the workspace, not only as, as leaders, but also just as individuals to get that, that fulfillment because there is more and more working from home or working remote. So, so how do we navigate that, that whole playing field right now so that we don't lose our voice, that we don't go back to where things were before, but we're moving forward and just manipulating this new environment in a way that is fulfilling and that we are still being powerful individuals. Do you go into workplaces or schools or organizations like that and and give presentations and talks? That's a majority of what you do. I, I, I give presentations. I give I give talks. So we were talking about Waverly Robotics earlier. I actually have gone in to speak to the students at Waverly Robotics, talking about technology and how you really need to be a good communicator. It's great to have technology skills, but if you can't articulate what you are developing or the vision for what your 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 technology skills are going to bring, you're falling flat a little bit. So going in and understanding that you can have a strength 
But you really need to supplement that strength with good communication skills is something that, that I go in and talk about. I said that I talk about your authentic self, but I also sit on panels for Waverly Robotics. I was actually their keynote for a fundraiser. Oh, okay. So I do have a fundraising philanthropic part of, of what I do, and it's called the right side of the butt. And what it really basically talks about is when you're little, your, your parents may say, you know, you are a great student, but, mm-hmm. and you only pay attention to the right side of the butt. You negate the left side of the butt once you put that in there. So I talk about philanthropy and what people can do on the right side of the butt <laughs> and how giving back and what that does. So it, it, it's really about youth and being impactful. It's, I really have a, a really strong philanthropic side to what I want to do and who I speak to because we all have a way to give back. A lot of times it's only thought of as monetarily, but I have a, a message around, around giving back philanthropy and how it doesn't necessarily mean, mean money because we all have different seasons in life. We're all on individual journeys. And when I started in this community, I didn't really have two nickels to rub together, but I still managed to get engaged, be on boards and knowledge is powerful. And a lot of nonprofits need your, your, your brain power. They need that, that, that that experience that you're bringing from the outside world into that nonprofit to help them thrive. So there's value there. And then the other part of what I really talk about is is to women and, and helping us look at the world. And a lot of times women will, especially extremely accomplished women, you look up to them and you think, oh my gosh, they are just phenomenal. That's not me. Well, I'm the person that brings it home. I am the Mm -hmm. person that is like, oh yeah, let me tell you what I've done. And let me tell you the mistakes that I've made. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you that you don't have to be up here in order to make an impact, but keeping it real. And, and let me tell you, as well as I think that I know myself, I've compromised. And I knew I was compromising. And that was that voice in my head that said, you really want to do this? You really want to do this? And I still went full bore ahead anyway. So, 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 so keeping it real and helping people realize that you can transform over time. Nobody evolves and is there immediately. And so it's about our, our life journey and, and, and being inspirational, but also helping you be your own inspiration because you can read quotes and you can look at other people's life stories and, and that can give you a spark. But to keep that spark and make it into a flame that's really going to be lasting, it's really important for you to know yourself and to be able to give yourself that self-talk and keep yourself pumped up a little bit when the lights are down and nobody's around. Sometimes, you know, we need to be our own best cheerleader. Yeah. I also think that's really important. We've talked about this on our show before uh, for, you know, business owners and entrepreneurs and people like that and women, especially it can, it can be kind of lonely. You know, you mm-hmm. don't have a boss or a lot of coworkers around you or things like mm-hmm. that. And so to, to find those, those groups and those people that understand and like lift you up, like you said, when you need it, and then also help you with the confidence where you can do it 
on your own. And, and that's where I think Lansing Built to Last came from. Lansing Built to Last was a concept that I came up with during the pandemic. And when the state of Michigan started leaving the downtown Lansing area because of, of COVID, I, the people in the, land, in the downtown Lansing area were talking about how, well, you know, all of our businesses are going to implode because there's no one downtown. And I'm thinking the state of Michigan and the workers in downtown Lansing are a very small portion of the people that are here in this community. So if people aren't coming to our community, there has to be a reason why. And my thought was, if all of the organizations sort of knew what kind of business businesses needed to be downtown, they'd be here. So I said, why don't we just have people determine what kind of businesses we want downtown? And that's where Lansing Built to Last came from. It was a, it's an entrepreneurial competition for people who have been in business two years or less and don't have a brick and mortar building. I went to local businesses the Eyed Company, Redhead Design Studio. And they, I asked them, would you give your services away for a year to an up-and-coming entrepreneur? And I had over 20 businesses that said yes. So Eyed Development said that they would give a location for free for a year for an individual to start up their business. And I had legal counsels, I had marketing, I had WLNS, CBS television say, yes, we'll help them do a year's worth of advertising on our channel. And it, and what that taught me is that sometimes you just need to ask. Mm -hmm. Yes. Sometimes you just need to ask, because let me tell you, I did not go in with this vision of these companies that we were going to actually help and have them get started and they're flourishing now. Never, never crossed my mind. But sometimes you just have to just take that little bit of an idea and go to people and people are so willing to help. People are so willing to, to give. And, and a lot of times people may not want to be that leader. They don't want to have to organize it or arrange it, but they are willing to put their portion of the pie in the pie plate along with you know, 20 other people. And now we have this fantastic pie and they've only given a slice. Right. And that's so important to keep in mind is self-doubt and self-talk, negative self-talk can talk us out of a lot of things. And that's why sometimes you just need to take that moment, have a, just take that deep breath and, and just pick up the phone. Although I know no one picks up the phone anymore. People text and everything else they text, but, or send an email. But I really do think that that was why we are successful. So if you've heard of Sweet Encounters, it's a gluten-free bakery in Lansing. She was the first awardee of it. And I'm pleased to say that after her first year of assistance, she signed a two-year contract with the Ides and she'll be in that building for at least another two years. And we, we it's just amazing that our five finalists all have brick and mortar buildings right now. And I know your podcast goes everywhere, but a lot of these people have websites. Mm -hmm. So Sweet and County Bakery hooked 
which is a bookstore and wine coffee venue. Dancing with the Nordes is a hip hop dance studio. We have Socialite Society, which is a woman-owned minority bookstore that's out in the Lansing Mall. And then Capital City Suites is actually in the village, Middle Village in downtown Lansing. It was a group of MSU students that actually made the finals and they have some sweet concoctions that they actually have in that facility. So the community knows what it wants. Mm-hmm. And the community speaks so widely. So Michelle, how do people, where do people go to learn more, either A, to volunteer or B, to be in the competition for Lansing Built to Last? It is LansingBuiltToLast.com. <laughs> Very simple. I believe in simple and easy. The website is up and running. You can also, we also have a Facebook page. So you can, Lansing Built to Last, and you can follow us on Facebook. But the the, the the competition guidelines are actually out there and you can see the the awardees and what they are up to as well. It, it has really been a great labor of love. And labor, I don't mean it as in hard, but, but sometimes work can be fun. Yeah. I mean, we think of the four-letter word work, but sometimes <laughs> it can be fun and fulfilling. And this year, 2023, our Space 517 actually won the competition this year. And they are also lo- located in the Naps building in a beautiful, beautiful area that they, that they have just finished re- redecorating. And they're, what they do is they founded the first Juneteenth celebration. They're a multicultural events nonprofit. Their passion is bringing cultures together in the Lansing area and not only having things to celebrate, but having the whole multicultural experience around health and wellness and bringing experts in those fields to the community so people can learn. So they had the Hispanic Heritage Festival in Lansing. They did Juneteenth and they've also had a health and wellness festival and all of them have been attended by over a thousand people. So it just goes to show that sometimes when you build it, they do come. Right. <laughs> All these people that you've mentioned, we did have Nikki Frazier from Sweet Encounter. She was one of our first guests on our show back in season one. And I love her stuff. I'm in the Naps building all the time because I go to the art gallery and I always stop by for a treat when I'm in there. Well, all these people that you mentioned will be great guests on our show. Absolutely. They, They all have a story to tell and it's unique and it's And it shows that there are many paths to get to where you want to go. And when you listen to other people's roadblocks and the ways that they overcame them, a lot of times it just gives you that, that either that inspiration to go on or it gives you a little bit of, oh, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, I didn't think that resource was available. Oh, I can reach out to. And, And it just really starts to snowball. Right. One of the things that you talked about was self-talk. You've talked a lot about your ability to inspire other people. Where do you find your inspiration and your motivation to keep yourself going? Because Michelle, every time I see you, you are positive, you are upbeat, you are smiling. I will, And I want some of that, girl. Where do you find it? <laughs> My mother always told me, you don't need to have 
a lot of friends. You just need to have the right friends. Mm -hmm. And growing up in the military, I do not have one friend acquaintance from elementary, junior high, or high school because I grew up not in the U.S. I grew up overseas and not and now with all the different mechanisms to keep in contact, they just weren't available unless you're going to put pen to paper. And when you're you're not going to do that, you know, when you're when you're in junior high, high school. And and I kept that in mind. So when I started blooming where I was planted in Lansing, it was very important to me to find those people that would pour into me. And I could pour into them, but it didn't have to be a lot of people. So I can really count on really one hand, people that I consider that are extremely close, that are confidants, that when I'm having those moments that we all have, that I can, I can rely on them to keep me sort of uplifted and, and bolstered. So that was the first thing is that I, I I really keep those friendships just very close and I cherish them immensely. The other thing that I learned is that everyone has a story. And that is what I am embarking on right now is every woman has a story. And I'm going to capture on video the women that have really inspired me. It's that it's that person that you see, but you don't see everything else. And bringing out those things in women that everyone doesn't see. And when you see that, then you sort of go, oh, aha, now I see how they're positive. Now I see how they get over those obstacles. Okay, I didn't even know she was dealing with that in her life. And and I think those, the, the behind, those behind the story, curtain stories are so important to tell. So when you ask me about the inspiration, it's those women that are behind the curtain that have that story to tell that really keep me uplifted and and fortified. So even though I may have my five confidants, what I find in every woman is that there is something in them that is worthy of me taking away. And I go into my encounters and into my relationships with that in mind. And so really, the reason why I'm the way that I am isn't anything that's unique about me. It is all of these women that I have associated myself with in this community that really give me that reason to smile and really wanting to pour back into this community because there are a tribe of women and male allies, but, but there are a tribe of women in this community that are doing things, some unseen, some seen. And, and that is really what gives me that light is, is knowing that I establish relationships to give, but also to get. And that's really what what it does. Yes, sure, I have some some mantras. Keep your sunshine inside of you. Think twice, speak once, which I don't do. But that's a mantra. <laughs> but but those but those are the things that 
I, I, I guess, are my sort of guidelines in life to sort of keep me, you know, within the within the guardrails. But it really is about the people that I've met, because I say that I'm from everywhere and nowhere. And I decided that when I was going to come into this community, that I was going to be invested in this community and truly know what this community was, was all about. And once I started digging in, despite the snow, because I graduated high school in Italy, and I said, I am never living anywhere with snow. This community has taken my heart and I'm here, <laughs> despite the snow. Yeah. everyone, and I'm still here. How do people find you, Rochelle? How how do they book you for speaking? How do they meet with you? My website is msquaredspeaks.com or m2speaks. So it's not the word squared. It's the number squared. But m squared is for Michelle Manson. But you can say m2speaks. That's fine. You can say m squared speaks. That's fine because as long as you find me, I'm good. Well, after a while, the name will start getting getting out there. But this really just spoke to me, and so that's where I am. There's a there's a form online if you just want more information. The website really talks about my philosophy in in giving back and being part of of this this community. One of the the greatest honors. Maybe not even the greatest honor, but I was the Athena 2021 recipient. And for me to be a woman in this community and be a part of these 40 women that that had gone before me it just showed me what kind of community we live in and that women are very, very strong in this community. And I wanted to do my part in giving something back. So whether it's philanthropic, whether it's women in leadership, whether it's panel, whether it's keynote, I am open to bringing my my flavor to whatever endeavors people are encountering. But I want everyone to know that it's truly not about me. I want to make sure that when I am speaking in front of an audience, that I am channeling the desires of that organization. So if there are certain things or certain ways, I have pretty much a a lot of experiences in technology in this community, being a traveler. So I can bring different flavors. So by no means what I have talked about today is the only thing that I can talk about, but these are the things that got me to where I am today. But I am always looking to learn, expand, share, absorb, and and bring things back to this community, hopefully in a timely manner when we need it. Yeah. I think anyone listening to this episode will have no doubt that you would bring an amazing vibe to anything that you were a part of. So that's that's great. I I've, I've enjoyed listening to you. You're very well spoken. I'm sure you already know that, but you are. It's nice. I have a, a question because you are so tapped into the Lansing area. If people are interested in, in just getting involved in the community, whether it's don't giving back or volunteering time or doing something what are some ideas that you have that people you know, can do or some areas that you think really, really need some focus on? The first thing is know, know yourself a little bit. What do you like to do? 
If you are an indoors person like I am, then maybe Habitat for Humanity isn't for you. It might be a great (laughs) cause and you may think, oh, building a house is great. But the first time you have to nail uh, a nail into a piece of wood and it's 30 degrees outside, you're going to be like, I don't like this. So, So know yourself a little bit and what you like to do. In our community right now, food insecurity is huge. So there are so many churches, nonprofits, there's the food bank that are really trying to get food in our community. Crystal Ray is another big one that that is doing it. The Methodist Church in downtown Lansing, they not only need, it's one of the big steeple, they also need suitcases Hmm. because you think about food and you're going to get food for a family of four, but if you don't have a car, how do you get the food home? So taking a suitcase to the church downtown or to any of those locations, Mm. actually, that people can pack the food in the suitcase, still hold on to the toddler and get on the bus. When you're trying to lug all that food home and it's heavy, it's very difficult to do. That makes sense. Well, so that, so even if you might not be able to donate at that facility, Taking them a suitcase will go a long way okay. so that people can get their food home. The The other area that is in need right now because of the holiday season, there are so many places that are looking for people to give something so that a family can have a nice holiday season. So in Violent Encounters Eve, which is domestic assault shelter in town, they have families. People may not know that, but they have families that stay there. So giving them some extra food, giving them some um, things for the holiday season for the people that are residing there. They also will give you the names of individuals that are there and their ages. And you can also buy things that fit with that particular age range as well. So that is really huge at this point in time. And that goes for for everyone, child and family charities. They have an entire giving tree initiative that they do where they and, and it's on, and you can, they actually have it online and you can actually get things through Amazon for the kids so, and just to have them sent as well. So that is really a great way for people who may not have the time to physically go out somewhere, but still want to give back. Child and family charities have an Amazon program where you can just buy the gift for the child and it will, and it will get to that particular individual as well. So that is something that you can you can also get engaged with and and do. And I'm trying to think of things that maybe just don't, you know, right we we know that animals and you know the the humane society those are those are great things as mm-hmm. well. A lot of people doing a lot of little things in our community. I will give a shout out to Reach right now, which is the art gallery in Washington. They help children in the community with being engaged. It's not just about art, but it's the camaraderie. It's bringing the families in. Mm -hmm. And right now I know that they have a van. They, they would go out into the community and, 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 and be with children, but their, their van broke down. So I know that they're looking for contributions just to help them get a new van. Or if someone's a mechanic, maybe they can fix their van. I don't know what what the problem is, but they're not able 
to get out in the community right now and and be that sort of that that voice for children who can't get to their facility. It's not always about having a place. A lot of times it's about getting to where the children are in our community and they do an excellent job of doing that as well. Michelle, you have given so much to us, to our listeners. Who would you like to meet? Let us have an opportunity to connect you with somebody that maybe we know or somebody that's listening in knows. Who would you like to meet that you haven't had an opportunity to get in front of yet? That is a very good question. And and, and that no one has ever put it that way before. <laughs> Usually people are will say, how can I help you? But no one has asked me, who would I love to meet? Is there anybody in the Lansing area you haven't met? I know, <laughs> that's the hard thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, what? what is really funny is that I think about things as I'm trying to create or, or, or complete an initiative. And what I would love to do is if people know women that have that story to tell, that every woman has a story and, and, and that curtain needs to be pulled back on that individual woman for things that people may not realize, or even a challenge that they have been able to overcome that may be inspirational to others. I would love to to hear that story, get engaged with that individual, record that story. And, and at some point in time, I will say what this is all going to be. It's sort of like I have the concept. I just don't know the right venue to get these stories told, but I'm working on that. But I want to get the stories first. And that may just lead me to the right way or circumstances may lead to the right way for how to really have these as impactful, impactful stories. So, so that is what I think I would like to do is I would like to meet the women who have that story to tell that are behind the curtain. And it doesn't really matter at the age. Because that's one of the things is for me, people think that you have to reach a certain level before you have a story to tell. And that is not true. Right. So I am looking for women, young ladies of all ages, because that is what makes the fabric of our community. And that's what makes us so powerful together. So if there is someone that I want to meet, it would be those women. Excellent. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here. Who do you know that has a story that needs to reach out to Michelle and um, unveil that story? Thank you so much for being with us today. Oh my gosh, I could talk to you forever. (laughs) I have had the privilege of facilitating a panel that you were on and just you filled the room with awe and just I'm so grateful for getting to know you, meeting you and hearing more about you today. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. And I just want to add, if you don't want to go to my website, Michelle at msquaredspeaks.com, you can send me an email. You don't have to get to me through the website. I thought, oh, I probably need to say that. Yeah. But Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E at m2speaks.com and you can get a hold of me directly. 
Excellent. And of course, for all of our listeners, we'll have the links to those things in the show notes for this episode. So if you didn't have a chance to write it down, you can find it there. So Michelle, this has been wonderful. I just like, uh, like Lisa said, I've enjoyed speaking with you and I'm excited to see you out and about town. And uh, maybe there's things that we'll eventually end up collaborating on too. Adventures in Business has some of the same clientele and people that you're looking for too. So might be some collaboration there as well. I would love to. Thank you so much for inviting me today. I think that this is just an honor and I just feel very privileged to be able to talk to your audience as well as talk to you. Thank you. We feel the same. We appreciate it. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for another episode of Adventures in Business. Like we said at the beginning of the show, this is our last episode for season two, but don't worry. Season three will be starting in January. We are retooling a few things. So if you're looking to be on our show and want to sign up, just give us a couple weeks, maybe look about January 1st or 2nd on there and we'll have the signups. We've got a couple people lined up. And uh, again, we're going to be recording with uh, Risky Studios next season. So we're going to have that partnership with them as well. So we're really excited for uh, upgrading a little bit our tech and, and just bringing you the best show that we possibly can. So we hope that everybody has a very, very safe and happy holiday. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. And we will see you in 2024. And as always, go out and make it an adventure. This is a Xenia Media Production.